0: Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans And welcome internet, you're listening to Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek Where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color And as always, it's for all nerds And it's your boy, DJ ben a.k.a. the anti-trife equation, a.k.a. the captain of the spaceship, Wakanda's favorite DJ, rolling 2 chain mm. Soldier 7, Bliff, mm. Mm. amongst other things of that nature. You know how it goes. And as always, I am joined by
1: Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess Attack, also known as the Ahura of the Spaceship, Ivan Yayo, Flex Luthor. Blackness Everdeen and Chance the Parappa. <laughs> I
0: love that one. Yeah, that, la- that last one is a classic. And speaking of Chance the Parappa, you know, we just had a big holiday weekend. Yes. Out, you know, start off the cookout season, you know, no barbecues over here, strictly cookouts. <laughs> and, you know, I hear you were down somewhere witnessing, you know, some Chance the Rapper. You know, Chance the Parappa might have met Chance the Rapper.
1: Well, I wish, but I was, <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was down in New Orleans for Essence Fest. It was an amazing, amazing time. Um, I got to do a lot of interviews for Fanbros Show, uh, for Fanbros.com and for Fanbros TV. So, you guys, make sure you're on the lookout. Talk to a lot of people from um, your favorite Netflix shows. So, we're talking about a new show with Jessica Williams. We're talking about Orange is the New Black. Um, and some more. I'm not going to give it all away. Um, also, talked a little bit about Insecure on HBO, so you guys going to get some of that. And then...
0: Oh, oh, oh Yeah,
1: so oh. You'll, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. Um, you had mentioned Chance the Rapper. Um, he did not meet Chance the Parappa, but I did get to see him in concert for the first time um, on the last day of Essence Fest, and he did a phenomenal job. I really felt like I was in church for real, for real. But I love Chance, so I had an amazing time. Overall, all of the performances was, was were really good. I, I was really just, I just felt blessed to be there, especially during the night when Diana Ross performed. So to just see a legend up there just glowing, it was amazing. It, it really was. I thought I was watching A Goddess. And then there's the other side of things, um, particularly the low, No Limit reunion
0: <laughs> oh quote whoa whoa did you say the low limit reunion the
1: no limit uh, at okay, this point it was okay. the low limit but um ah okay. uh, so it wasn't that great i was fairly disappointed because i was really looking forward to that i mean this is the make them say uncrew uh, crew and all that other stuff so and, and that's during when at their heyday like that was really really big when i was in school so i didn't under you know, i was just under did not understand what happened More or less, it was not a a well-thought-out program. It would be like one person would come out, do one song, and then walk out, and it would just be dead air. Like, it wouldn't be any music, wouldn't be anybody talking. It would just be dead air. And then, for some reason, Master P felt he needed to change his outfit after every other song. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) What was great about it was Mia X, Mystical, um. Snoop Dogg, like their performances were really, really, really good. Even Choppa's performance was really, really good. Everybody else, you had like Master P and Suck the Shaka forgetting their words to their own songs, mm. and like you would hear them like like they would say they would say a line and then mumble like like verbally, audibly mumble through. It. And everyone sitting around me was just looking at each other like, "What the hell is going on?" So. Uh, you guys can just look it up online. You I'm sure all the videos are out there. It wasn't the greatest. But overall, I had an amazing time. I love New Orleans. I can't wait to go back. And definitely check out Essence Fest.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, anyone who hasn't been to Essence Fest, you definitely have to go. You know, it's New Orleans yeah. at its finest. You know, as a Houston native myself, I love it. Every time I've gotten to go, I've had the best time. So, but, you know, I hear that your weekend wasn't all fun and games, you know, <laughs> getting to see, you know, Master P and, you know. I mean, I I got to say, you did get to see Diana Ross and Chance the Rapper. So you got like one and a half legends right there and you got right. Master P. So that's another legend. But I guess you got total. You probably got about two legends. I, I I'm got, I like got that. the
1: low limit version of Master P.
0: <laughs> so, out.
1: Um, but yeah, so as we all know, Fourth of July had just passed and. I was able to go, I was back home in New York, so I was able to go into the city, go to a rooftop, celebrate the fireworks, have a great time with friends. As I was leaving my little rooftop lounge, uh was in an elevator with myself, my husband, um, a young Asian woman, and a white woman. And... As we as we're waiting for the elevator, the white woman is some guy is walking to, up to the white woman, talking to her, like I guess trying to get the get her math or whatever. At the end of that, we all pile into the elevator. The doors close. As soon as the doors close, the white lady says, "Wow, can't believe how ghetto it got in there." Ooh. So, let's come to me. I felt like you ever watched that soul Raven when like. Everything, like, kind of pauses and, and zooms into her eyes <laughs> when the she sees the threat. future.
0: <laughs> You're probably yeah. wondering how I got here.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but when she sees into the future, that's how I felt because immediately, the like, a, a, a flash of thunder just went through my head. The lightning went through my entire body. And in, in two seconds, I said, are you going to say something or are you not? And I was talking to myself. I chose to say something. And I more or less cussed her out. Told oh. her basically never ever in your life use that term ghetto because you don't understand the connotations behind it it really means more than what you think it means and why would you say something like that in an elevator full of black people then guess what she said back to me
0: I I can't wait to hear it I've got a million responses but I I don't want to guess you gotta just get right to it she
1: says oh but I have black friends
0: wow wow Wow, I thought I thought that was on the low end. You know, talk about low limit. That was on the low (laughs) end of responses that I was thinking of. You know, I was like, no way would she go with that one. I figured, you know, I heard it in a rap song, right, something like that.
1: I thought I was in an episode of The Twilight Zone. I was just like, I know people say this. I've seen it written down, but I've never been in a position, in a situation, where someone has verbally said that to me and and used that as a reason excuse reason whatever you want to say actually use that to say oh well you know I said ma'am I said honestly I don't care she said that and I immediately jumped on her I said I don't care I don't care if you have all the black friends in the world do not use that word do not use that phrase that is the one of the worst things you could do and I said and I said you saying and I told her you saying you have black friends is the stupidest thing you could say and she shut the fuck up all of this happened within I don't know 15 seconds (laughs) Wow. Because, because we were we, we were I mean, we were in a, in a hotel, but we weren't that high up, and we came down, and that was the end of it, and I just walked out like, "Hey, everybody, what's going on?" <laughs> 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 so I say all that to say this: Ladies and gentlemen who listen to this show, if you hear someone say something that is really is just silly and offensive and all other stuff, and you feel that they need to be educated? If you feel comfortable, and I personally came at her um, respectfully, like I, 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 when I said cussed her out, I just told her about herself. I didn't, I didn't feel a need to to to, to call her a b or anything like that. I don't think that's necessary. You don't need to call people out their names. But if you feel like it, if you're in that type of situation and you're comfortable, I would suggest you speak up because a lot of the times these people talk, and these people can mean anybody. But people talk and say these things and say use these terms and say these words and don't know either they don't know, or they don't care, or they're ignorant to what they're actually saying, what they really mean. They're ignorant to the coded language. And sometimes they know and they just think they could get away with it. Mm. And I wanted her to know specifically that I was not any kin of hers and she couldn't talk to me or about my quote-unquote people like that.
0: I mean, and I applaud you for that, Tatiana, because I was just talking about this on the internet today. On Twitter, I was talking about how you know there's a lot of times when we're doing this whole inclusion is revolution and working for diversity and working for change and all these all the work that we do on Fanbro show and we don't do it in real life and that's a problem for me and for anyone. Like, if you're going to speak this way on the Internet, it's the same way I feel like you should speak in real life. Like, respectfully, of course, because I also say that so. You know, the people on the Internet are a lot less respectful than they are in real life.
1: But I also want to make the distinction. I'm not talking about respectability politics. What I'm talking about is if someone's just – Is using a term like she used that, that exact sentence I had said earlier is what she said. There's no reason for me to turn around and go, you motherfucker. Like there's no reason for that. That's what I mean. When I say respect, I turn around and say, yo, that's wild. Don't say that. And I just told her straight up that's stupid. Or this is that or whatever, whatever words you want to use. If you personally feel like you want to cuss and go crazy, that's on you. That's just not how I operate. Um, If that makes you feel better. Great. I just think that, if you can express yourself without having to use all these extra modifiers, fuck shit, da, 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 da. If you can do that, it's it. you're probably going to get your point across much better.
0: Yeah. And that, like I said, that goes for real life or on the Internet. Both are the same way. Like people on the Internet are just so quick to say whatever to someone when they disagree with them instead of like at least trying to make your point. Or even like, you know, when you say something today, I was talking about, um. Baby Driver, the new movie, which uh, debuted Mm -hmm. this weekend, made the most money, you know, number one at the box office, all that. And I really like Edgar Wright. He's the director and creator. He did Shaun of the Dead, uh, Hot Fuzz. I wasn't so keen on that last one, The End of the World or whatever. That was was a little mess to me. But overall, I think he's a great director. You know, I think he has a style all to his own. He's very funny. He can write. You know, he does all the stuff. He writes, he edits, he shoots, all the stuff. So I'm like, dude is dope. And I said that on the internet, and I got a couple people who are just like, "Ugh, you like Edgar Wright?" And I'm like, I just said I like Edgar Wright. on no, like, is it that serious? Where you have to be like, "Ugh," like, <laughs> dog? I mean, if you don't like him, that's on you, you know. And I understand a lot of people have you know issues with with Baby Driver for whatever reason. But from what I'm hearing, it's just a very well directed movie. It's like. Nothing else you'll see out there. And so I want to mm. check it out. I understand it might not hit all the politics of the moment and it might not address every issue. But like I've said before, not every movie needs to do that. And like we said, like, you know, with Black Panther coming up, like, oh my God, if Black Panther don't, you know, hit on every level, you know, we got a problem. It's just like, yo, Jay Z just dropped the album this weekend. Dope as hell to me. But people are like, yo, you know, Jay didn't do this or, or why Jay talking about this? And it's like, damn, like, just let the, you know, Jay talk about whatever he wants to. If you don't like it, then fine. But all this, like, (laughs) yeah. It's just like, (laughs) and you know, that's, that's, I mean, I'm, I I keep saying it, Tatiana. You know, you can mark my words. I'm so worried about Black Panther right now because I just, because I know how people are going to react. Like, if it doesn't do everything, you know, Mm. we have a huge issue. Like, You know, this weekend we got Spider-Man Homecoming dropping. And it's like, if that doesn't, you know, we've already heard some of the stuff, you know. We know what's coming with that. And, man, it's like, you know, I got a tat for liking that. I got told, you know, I'm supporting white supremacy because I like Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, Mm. oh, my God, you cannot win sometimes, man. It's just, ugh. That's what I say. Just be respectful. You know, if you got an issue with someone, if they if they say something you don't agree with, like I always say, if I say something you don't agree with or Tatiana says something you don't agree with, hit us up, you know, at DJ Ben mean, at Tatiana King, yeah. at Fan Bro Show. Let us know. But, you know, just keep it respectful as always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Fan Bro's. And welcome back, fan bros. I hope you've been enjoying this episode, but we are about to get turned up in the spaceship again tonight because, as always, we are bringing you a very special guest. Tonight, we have Laura Harrier, the international model and actress, who will soon be a household name thanks to her amazing portrayal of a high school senior who is just trying to graduate while heading up the debate team. Of course, all this is complicated by the fact that she just happens to attend the same school as a kid. Some of you might know as Peter Parker. Laura Harrier is Liz Allen' star of Spider-Man Homecoming. Let's welcome her to the spaceship.
2: <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hey, how's it going?
0: You're welcome. Thank you for being here. It is so awesome to have you here today. You know, we got to see Spider-Man this weekend ahead of time, and we yeah. loved it. and now you're sitting here in the spaceship.
2: Awesome! Nice to be in the spaceship. Yeah, it's quite
0: spacious in here. I know it, you're like looking around, I'm observing like, I all see the
2: technology. No stars. <laughs> you know, we have no... to
0: turn on the screen for that. Right, you know, right now, we're enclosed. Okay. You know, okay. It cool got it. And calm for this part. But, you know, we'll, we'll show you. Don't you don't want me to dis- distract distracted. Right? Yeah, you know, we'll get into all that later. Show you all the features and everything. So, you know, you've done some work in Hollywood, you know, here and there, but how does it go, I mean, how does it feel to go from, like, doing auditions, you know, and pilot episodes and waiting for this to being in perhaps one of the most anticipated superhero films of all time?
2: It doesn't feel real yet at all. (laughs) Like, I mean, if you told me a year and a half ago, like, this was going to be my life right now, I, yeah, would not believe it. I mean, it's really, I'm just super grateful. And, um yeah, you know, like, you, like, work really hard for a long time. And then just to be part of a big movie like this, but especially this movie, which, like, the fans are so excited and have been so positive and so amazing, Um, it just really, I don't know, it, it just makes it that much more special.
0: So it's, like, only a year and a half since you first found out that you were getting No, less
2: than that. I mean, I guess I, wow. f- I found out last April, I think. Wow. Yeah. So a, a year ago we were in Atlanta filming, but I started the audition process, I guess, like February of last year. And it was like, I don't know, maybe a little before because it was like a three month process about to get the job. Um, and then, yeah, then started filming last summer, and now a year later, it's coming out.
0: So that wasn't even very long, like, from the first audition to... It kind
2: of was. I mean, I'm trying to think of the timeline now, I can't remember, but it was... Um, I had four auditions all altogether, so I had, like, three auditions, and then a screen test okay. um, with Tom, and then from there i waited for like 6 weeks before i found out i got the job which were 6 weeks of just torture <laughs> I'm sure, horrible right. I'm sure. it was so long that at the end, i was just kind of got to the point where i was like i didn't get it you know i'm just mm-hmm. need to like let it go put it out of my mind um and then so when i got that phone call i was just
0: in complete disbelief how yeah. were i mean what was it like when you first got like
2: well, it's funny because I still, so I was telling myself I didn't get it, but they were like, you're still in the running. Like we're we, there's a day when they're going to tell you something. So mm-hmm. the day came and obviously I was super anxious and I was like, you know what? Like, screw this. I'm not waiting by my phone all day. Like I'm getting a massage. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, go and get a massage. I get out and I look at my phone and I have like twenty missed calls from my agent and she's texting you me like Where did. the fuck are you? Call me like sorry, can I say that? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> right fuck, ahead. sorry. <laughs> um, so then she and so I called him back and you got spiderman um and i was just like holy shit and i like kind of sunk down to the floor i remember just kind of like melting like i was like going to faint or something like in like those old movies like damsel like ha ah. <laughs> like, fainting were
0: you like in the street at this
2: point <laughs> i was in the lobby of the place where i was like of like yep. the spa <laughs> i was in i was like in soho um in new york on like crosby street and in the lobby like called them back and then yeah i was like sat on the floor of the lobby and was just kind of like oh my god freaking out yeah and then i called I've, like the most important people in my life so i call my mom My dad, my best friend, my boyfriend, and no one answers. (laughs) (laughs) None of them picked up the phone, so I was just like, "I need to share this information," and no one answers. I just then I just sat there with it for like, I think like a good ten minutes before Mm -hmm. my dad finally called me back.
0: No, okay, so you did get to talk to someone eventually, but I mean,
2: it was like I was gonna explode with it. It was really crazy.
0: Now, speaking of the fans, like, have you been to any cons or any conventions? Yeah, since we the did started? Comic-Con last year. Okay. So, have you re- already experienced, like, the life-changing that is coming with this?
2: Um, I think I've more experienced it, like, in the last couple days <laughs> more than before. Like, Comic-Con was funny because we were in the middle of shooting the movie. Yep. And so we flew from Atlanta Um, to San Diego just for a day. And then um, that was super intense and amazing, being in Hall H and all the fans there who were like screaming and so excited and i never experienced anything at all like that before. Um and I was really terrified but it went well. Yeah. And but then we didn't even get to like interact with fans or anything or mm-hmm. walk around because we literally then got back on the plane and went back to Atlanta to finish shooting. So it's been more like doing press and stuff around the movie, like, you know, this weekend there have just been like so many excited fans and people around and that's all super new to me. You know, I've never like yeah, had people want to take a picture with me or anything. So it's yeah. Everybody's been really sweet though and really positive.
0: That's good, because I went to the press uh, event, and you were there, and all the cast were there. And as I was leaving, there was a group of people outside of the press event waiting. And I'm sitting there like, okay, this is just press. So how did these people find out? I saw a girl. Where it's going to be? Yeah, where it's going to be, all that. I saw a woman out there with a Tom Holland picture printed up in his Spider-Man suit, like a nice, glossy 8x10
2: I know so many people have that yeah. I'm like,
0: where did they get these from?
2: I that's my question. I'm like, where did you find this picture of me? How did you get this? Like where did this come from? Like the first time that happened actually was in when our my first press thing was Tom and I did like Latin America press tour in mm-hmm. Brazil and Mexico. And that was the first time somebody had like a printed out photo of me. and I was like, where did you get this, dude? Like, okay. I mean, you know, it's not not bad. It's awesome. It's amazing to have like such excited, passionate fans and all of that. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just something that I'm really just starting to get used to. Not used to at all yet, though.
0: (laughs) You're going to have to because it's going to get, you know, a lot bigger, I'm sure. Are you going to New York Comic Con this year? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd like
2: to. Yeah, you know, I live here, so it's like awesome to like do New York stuff and yeah, be be in my hometown.
0: Yeah, because by then it's going to be out when of is control. New York Comic Con? Uh, October.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah.
0: everyone, in the movie will be out, sunk in everything.
2: Maybe yeah. I'll make an appearance.
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, how much research did you go into the character of Liz Allen?
2: Um. So I started reading the comic books. Okay. Um I started at. The, the first Amazing Spider-Man because wow. she appears really early, early on. Yep. I think she's like issue three or four or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, you know, I just kind of started reading the comic books and got really deep into that. But that being said, like, Miles Allen is super different from the one we see in the comic books. Like, obviously, you know, we take inspiration from that and kind of it's like the, I guess with like the very base of a character, I, I guess you could say. Um but, you know, the Liz in the comic books, the first one we see, she's kind of, like, the the bitchy, mean girl, like, kind of, like, popular. She's really not nice to Peter. She's dating Flash. Like, they kind of gang up and make fun of him, and only later does she become interested in him. But by, by that time point, he's kind of, like, moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for me, it was kind of more how do we modernize this girl and, like, make it feel like high school now and not make her feel like, just an archetype of popular, bitchy, whatever girl that I think we see in movies and everything all the time. Um, I really wanted her to feel real and modern and like a fully well-rounded human being and be smart and ambitious and still nice and nerdy and all of these things like that, that we all are, you know? People are multifaceted, and I just wanted to portray that also.
0: No, I think that was great, too, because that was something I really loved. Like, as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, okay, wait, Flash isn't on the football team. Yeah. Liz is the head of the debate team. So it's like, was that refreshing for you to get to play this type of character? Who Super is...
2: refreshing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I loved that um, decathlon team. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> you're okay. yeah, not, not, yeah, not you just the No, honest, I <laughs> didn't know what academic <laughs> decathlon was before I was in this movie at all. I was like, do they have that in my high school? Like, I'm sure they did, that I was definitely not on it. Me either. Um, <laughs> we had to learn about it, actually. And also, like, the the us and the cast were like not those people at all we had to do this decathlon class it was hilarious it did not go well
0: Um, do you have footage of that
2: i wish we did because it was it was so funny actually Uh, this lady was really into it It, and she could not control us it was not good um but so no but back to your question like i was super excited about that and john and i talked about that a lot how to make her not be that kind of stereotypical girl that we see there like as like the accessory for the dude like it was um very much about making her more interesting than that and different and feel like you know someone you would want to know and hang out with and um not just be the archetype of the the pretty girl that's there for the guy mm-hmm.
1: yeah so laura i have a question for you what was your opinion when they told you you were gonna be Spider Man's love interest?
2: Um, you know, it's funny because going into this movie, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure that that was it. Like, Marvel <laughs> is so secret, secret that, yes. like, I knew they were like, you got a part in Spider Man. And I was like, great. But I didn't know that, it, like, it was really gonna be this or, like, in what capacity my part was. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when I found out it was me, it was, it's obviously just. Totally surreal and amazing because you yeah. know you grow up seeing these movies and seeing Kirsten Dunst and Emma Stone and um, to be like that girl is really cool. It's really cool that they cast me to, for that too. You know, like I, I just think it kind of speaks to hopefully like how things are changing in Hollywood. That like you know they're having a black girl be this. And the thing is, that's also cool about the movie is that like that's not made into a big deal. Like right. nobody talks about like that is as an issue. It's just. It It is what it is, and it's not, right. like, questions at all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just really you know, grateful, yeah. and it's it still doesn't really feel like right. it's real, yeah.
1: Well, it was a big deal because, I mean, <laughs> I, that's okay if you thought, like, you know, it was like it was cool, but for a lot of people, particularly, like, we're talking about. No, like, I think it's
2: a big deal. I'm just saying that in the movie, it's not made into this big deal that we're, like, an interracial oh, couple, no. you know? Oh, that. That's what I mean. Like, it, sorry if I didn't illustrate mm-hmm. that well. Just that it's it's just is what it is in the world and it's not made into like, Oh, is it a problem that he's dating a black girl? Like mm. it just is that. And obviously I, it, it is a big deal that, right. that, um, that, yeah, someone yeah. is playing that. Well,
1: well that's interesting because, I, well, then again, we are who we are. That never came into my mind that you guys are even in the interracial couple. In fact, I didn't think about it until you just said it. Yeah. And then I'm thinking about like, Oh, well yeah, that's something that some people are going to talk about and just, also, the point I was going to make was the fact that it was this big thing about um, MJ, MJ, MJ. Where's MJ? Who's MJ? Then they say Laura or, or Liz. And they go, okay. They're no, like, who? How, how, <laughs> how are we doing? Who is that? And it's, it's cool that you brought up the previous movies because, like, you mentioned Kirsten Dunst. Um, the young lady who did the one with Andrew Garfield. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. And using those kind of as um I don't want to say a blueprint but kind of the pathway to the Spider-Man we have now mm-hmm. like as different as they were like what did you think about those previous iterations of Spider-Man
2: I mean I grew up with the Tobey Maguire one so like that was honestly like a huge part of my childhood and mm-hmm. like I really loved those movies um so yeah I mean it's it's just kind of crazy to think like of being that for another generation is yeah. insane. Cause I genuinely like, I don't even know how many times I saw that for a Spider-Man, you know? Um, I, what was your question? What do I think about just it? Like, I just you... think it's cool. Yeah. Like I'm just excited. <laughs> I just, just super cool. Like yeah. I, so
1: compared to your movie, your version Com- of Spider-Man. Well, Those they're so like, different. different.
2: I mean, yeah. it's just completely different. Yeah. Um, I think, I think they're also kind of of the time though. Right. Like I feel like, our movie feels really modern. And, and you look at our film and seeing it, I think, like, it does seem like Queen's in 2017. And I think that, like, that was what John wanted to do so much was, like, to make it modern and relevant and, like, in the present as opposed to... I think a lot of people, when they think about Spider-Man films, are like, we need to make it exactly how it was in the comics and these characters need to look like this and they need to act like this because that's how it was written in the original. And, you know, no, of course we love those and we're going to pay homage to those, but it's not going to be, like, an exact blueprint of what was written 50 years ago. Right. Like, that, that doesn't yeah. make sense, you know? Like, why would you do that? Uh, so, Go oh, yeah.
0: to the haters. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, that brings it up, too, because this is, like, one of the films where I've seen, you know, like, so many characters' ethnicity has been changed. Mm-hmm. But it's also, I've seen little hate towards it. Like, not when, like, when a Human Torch turned... You know, when Michael B. E. Jordan played the human torch, it was just endless amounts of like, you know, what are you doing? You're like, all I'm life? not
2: racist, but it should just look <laughs> like this. But uh, <laughs>
0: you
2: gotta have to do
1: that voice. You gotta have to do that voice again before
0: the show goes. Oh, but uh, let me say some racist <laughs> shit. Uh... <laughs> so, as soon as you say, I'm not <laughs> anything, and you uh... are, yeah, you are. <laughs>
1: Gonna, no, know, I just got idea. Going forward, whenever we play any clips of anyone saying anything stupid, we're just going to use Laura saying that. Yeah, right. yeah, gotta use that. That's
0: a, so that. how do you deal with the haters yeah. and people who, you know, come at you saying these type of I'm not, you know, nonsense?
2: I mean, what can you... Do? Honestly, like... I just don't even want to give validity to those opinions. Mm-hmm. So That's um, the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> I... I really have nothing to say to that because it... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just love that we've come to this point, though, because, like I said... Well, we, I love that yeah. we
2: can... Have, yeah, that, that it, it's coming up, you know? Yeah. Like, that it's... It, things you know that that our movie is so diverse and there's so many people of color and it's of course they're going to be people in the corners of the internet that are hating like that's to be expected mm-hmm. but i think the vast 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 majority of people are so happy and so ready and like so positive about this and are just saying it's about time like that that the, the these films are reflecting how the world looks like
0: yeah, and I think it's like you gave them so many at once that they don't have, you know, it's right? like they can't they're, focus totally on Totally, because
2: they're, yeah. <laughs> like well, that. I feel like that's what's really cool about this movie, too, because it, it is diverse. And yep. none of us are there to be, like, the token person of right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there's right. no tokenism in this movie. It's really just diversity. And it, it is that in the, the truest form of just, like, we're all cast because we were the best person to play these roles not because they needed a black person in this role they needed Mm -hmm. you know the best friend to be an Asian guy like it's Mm -hmm. just across the board like just we were the right people Mm -hmm. to play those
1: roles and the characters themselves were just real life exactly that's probably also why I didn't think anything about interracial Mm -hmm. romance yeah like it just reminded me of people I grew up with exactly yeah
2: like for me this really I went to a big public high school in Chicago and like Mm -hmm. this is what it looked like and that's Mm -hmm. what my friend group looked like and it's just Really true to life in that way, right, right, yeah
0: right. and that's what that's something else that I really loved, and I want to know like how much did you know you and the rest of the kids and the rest of the cast go into creating this high school world because this was like the first time that I really felt like Peter Parker and the rest of his friends were in high school,
2: because we are all actually friends, you yeah. know, so that, that I think that was a big difference, and i I think that you can really see that in the movie that mm-hmm. we did hang out all the time and really got to know each other and still hang out and outside of work stuff. Like we all are actually friends and um, it was funny because the first day we all got to Atlanta, we were like, guess we should hang out and like we had this like really funny, cute picnic. It was very like high school movie. Um, and then the next day, John was like, okay guys, it's time for you to get to work. You're gonna bond today. You're going to the aquarium. <laughs> like, <okay. laughs> we already <laughs> been bonding, but like cool. Okay, John. <laughs> so like literally, it was like are part of our job to just hang out which we would have been doing anyways mm-hmm. Um and I think yeah that that really carries through to the film
0: no it's definitely because not only did it carry it through to the film but you also see it like in your social media interactions yeah, with each other and yeah. Having, it just seems like you all had a really good time making this movie
2: definitely we did we really had so much fun making this movie and I think that's a big part for For Tom too because you can just tell that like he's having so much fun being Spider-Man and Peter Parker is having so much fun being Spider-Man like his like exuberance and joy in it is really genuine and um, that like kind of shapes our whole movie
0: yeah because before i saw him in civil war i was even on the show i said it numerous times i was like i don't ever want to see another peter parker movie yeah like i was just so sick of him i'd yeah. rather see a miles morales anything else yeah yeah and then tom shows up in civil war and i'm just like i'll and like, 10 oh, more yeah. peter parker movies you're like give me them all <laughs> yeah, like, <I> <laughs> that's care. really funny put this kid in everything totally yeah, yeah no,
2: i mean he he is so great it's really awesome working with him
0: I believe it because it just shows through in everything. You two just have such a great chemistry on screen as well. Thank you. You're definitely welcome. So, like, um, one thing that we didn't get to see—I mean, you did say it's decathlon—but what were some of other Liz's other interests? Do you like? Did you get that deep into the character?
2: Yeah, I mean, I did personally just because that's what I like to do for work. But um, you know, I guess we don't really see it. she. She's head of homecoming committee which mm-hmm. there's like a little nod yeah, to it's uh, yeah, like I was yeah. working on homecoming stuff um she is an early decision to MIT we established which isn't in the movie um you know she's really like that girl that's like doing everything in school all the time that was mm-hmm. like oh my god when do you sleep how do you do this like that you're really annoying but like I don't think she's annoying <laughs> um, <laughs> no. but yeah it, we were definitely different in that sense, <laughs> than yeah. when I was in high school.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. And it's it's really interesting. And I like that because it's really kind of subtle, too. It's like the kids are all smart and everything, mm-hmm. but they're not like, you know, the kids who are getting picked on or anything. You know, they're yeah. the kids who are. Well, because
2: the whole school, everyone's smart. smart. Like, that's the thing. Like, this school, Midtown like, you have to be really smart to go to the school. So, yeah. um, and that's what, but I like that, like in this school, it's cool to be smart. Like those are the cool kids, are the really smart kids, and I love like the just that that's has an emphasis and that's celebrated instead of you know what we see in every other high school movie, which is like the big bullies and the jocks and the cheerleaders are the cool kids. Like this is
0: totally different in this world. It definitely is, and is. Yeah. It's still some of that high school in it, though, because...
2: There's definitely, like, a social hierarchy, you know? Like, that for (laughs) sure exists. Like, but that, like, what gives you weight is different, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like, the scene at your house when you have the house party.
2: That's pretty funny,
0: right? Yeah, and I'm just like, yo, how high is the hater level at the school? Because Flash comes with this chant.
2: Well, I think Flash is just kind of an <laughs> asshole, right? <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think Liz feels bad for Peter in that moment, you know? But it's like, it's Flash, just, that's just him. That's just Flash. That's just him, yeah.
0: So is there, like, in the past, because Liz is a senior in this, so is or did her and Flash have, like... A romance before the film starts? No. 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 (laughs) Sorry, guy. I tried. (laughs) Nah. Nah. Just DJ the party, (laughs) kid. Stay over there. (laughs) <laughs> right, um, because that's something that like I like. I've been telling everyone because a lot of people are talking about how they felt like the trailers showed too much of the action and stuff. And I thought maybe, but then once I saw but it, When
2: you see the movie, like, you that's not the no, case, not at all. There's so many twists and so many surprises, and so much awesome action. It's like, yeah, I you know, obviously, I saw people saying that too, but like. They just have no idea what's coming.
0: They really don't. And some of the twists I didn't see coming. Right. And, you know, I'm not going to really give anything away right just yet on this one. But, but there's
2: some crazy ones.
0: Wow. Yeah, there's quite a few. And then, like I say, it's just even I've been telling everyone, even if you think that, it doesn't matter because the high school stuff just really carries this film so much more than, you know, needing to see Peter Parker fighting or, I mean, Spider-Man fighting someone or anything, even though all that's great. Yeah. It's just like this high school drama and, you know, the relationship between Peter and Ned and Peter and you and just everyone is just so good and i mean, I just want to thank you for you know creating this world and helping to create it.
2: Thank you, thank you so much. I mean, I'm just you know so lucky to be in it.
1: Being that like you're in your 20s now, but you're played you're playing like a 16, 17 year old girl. So 17, 18, she's 17, senior. Yeah. Oh, she's a senior. Right, yeah. that's right. 17, 18. So how did I feel to relive the high school days? I mean, even though it's fake, but... yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> it was crazy. It actually did feel like I was back in high oh, school really? a bit. Um, not in a not in a bad way, but yeah. you know the we were there like kind of just all together for this whole summer last year and um, kind of just all of us are also really similar to our characters in these funny ways that like we kind of did all have this dynamic Um, but it was just really fun honestly it was really um, just this kind of fun surreal experience that felt kind of very isolated in a way and now that it's out in the world it's weird like it was really easy to feel like we were just making kind of this like funny high school movie um <laughs> and forget that it was Spider-Man until yeah. Tom would come out in this costume but
1: <laughs> well, that's what I love about the movie yeah. because I had mentioned to someone, like, even if you took away the superhero aspects, it was still a great movie. Like yeah, it was in yeah. effect it was a coming of age movie. There was a lot of different themes in mm-hmm. there, but it was just a good movie to watch these characters develop even in this short amount of time. Right. And I know that you mentioned that it wasn't a bad experience, but like what was your high school experience like?
2: Um, it was really typical, I think. Mm-hmm. Um I, yeah, I went to like a big public school. I actually, so I grew up in Evanston, Illinois, which is where all the John Hughes movies take place, which oh. were a big influence to this, which is funny because wow. I mean, John didn't even know that until I was cast. Like, and we had our first kind of meeting character stuff in Atlanta. And oh, I was like, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were, so I was sitting in his office and he was telling me all these films that he wanted me to see and all these references. And I was like, Well, you know, I grew up there. Like, that's where wow. I'm from. he was like, What? Are you kidding me? He was so excited. It's really funny. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Very excited about it, but um, so yeah. I mean, you know, my high school was a lot of that. It was kind of like Mean Girls too, which also takes place in Evanston. <laughs>
1: Does it? <laughs> That's one of yes. Which,
2: oh. But I'm sure that they did that probably because of the John Hughes movie, wow, I don't know but yeah. The, yeah if you like watch Mean Girls it's like Evanston, Illinois yeah. home of whatever favorite yeah. movie one
1: of the favorite movies of all time Hell
2: Oh yeah so good <laughs> I could quote just that whole movie <laughs> it's so good but um yeah you know but at the same time like you know it was a bit like that but my best friends are you know those girls that I grew up with and we're mm. still super close this day which is also nice to have with all this craziness that's going on yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. but um yeah high school is weird and funny right. and, yeah
1: so, if you had to have that experience in real life, do you think you would have reacted the same if you were in the same situations? and Like Spider-Man? If Spider-Man? Like Spider-Man showed up. To save you, <laughs> or Spider Man just showed up at your party or whatever. He didn't, you know, we're not gonna get away the movie, but what happened? Like, what would, how would you feel if that actually happened? Because I think everyone talks about how cool it would be if that happened in real life. I think it'd be like, who the fuck are you? What are you doing <laughs> <Thank> you. here? <laughs> like, let's be, because I'm just I'd be up. like, can someone
2: tell this guy to leave? Like, he's so creepy in this costume. This, What's this happening? is the real response.
1: Because everyone always talks, oh, it's so cool if someone so showed up. Okay, let's show and so show up. How are you really
2: reacting? Right? I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would be like, well, but I guess it depends, like, you know, in the movie, like in this world of the movie, they just know that superheroes are a real thing that exists. Mm-hmm. Right. Which for us, obviously, <laughs> not the case. <laughs> um, so I think I might reactively if I knew that superheroes are a real thing. But yeah, no, some guy just walked in and that, like a high school party. I think everyone would kind of tell him. Get
0: the, the fuck out! Get the fuck out! <laughs> yeah, but see, in this world, it's like the superheroes are the cool people, right? You know? it's right like, the thing—the yeah. so superheroes
2: like, are the super cool people, which yep. is like why Peter Parker is so interesting, right? Because yep. he could be this like super cool celebrity, but instead he's just this nerdy kid in
1: high school. <laughs> would, would you want to play a superhero?
2: I would love to play a superhero. yeah. I would. Any
1: particular one, or like maybe your own brand new one?
2: I don't know. I mean, you know, there's so many superheroes. Um, there is a version of the comics, though, where Liz becomes Firestar. Yes. Yep. That, yes. that would be really cool.
1: I read up on that
0: yeah.
2: after the movie. Yeah, that would
1: be <laughs> awesome.
0: So without, you know, we don't want to, like, spoil the ending of the film, but what would you like to see from your character in future installments?
2: I don't know. Um... You know that's that's all up to Marvel and to John. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would like to be there.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, these movies are so cool because they just so many ways that things can go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I don't really have an answer for that, but I w- I would love to get powers eventually. That'd be fun. I got yes. to, I got a little jealous of Tom doing all
0: his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do a little bit of stuntman. I got stunts, yeah. 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 My stunt yeah. was crazy. That was cool. It's definitely a great scene.
1: I know you guys already talked about the, the whole um, stories situation. Like, you used to be on a soap opera.
2: I was a little bit, yeah. yeah, for like a
1: month. Was it? Oh, you know what? Your character was on there for like My character
2: was episodes. there forever, so I think, yeah, people get confused because they're like, you were on there for years, and I was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just like a month. So wait, so you were on a soap opera, what is it, The Young and the Restless? Not The Young and the Restless. One Life to Live. One Life to Live. So you were on there for just a month. Playing. something
2: like that maybe a little more right. I mean because the, the scheduling on those things are so crazy yeah. so you know you could shoot three episodes in like a day true so I think mm-hmm. probably if you like look at my IMDB it's a lot but I mean yeah. the actual time I was filming maybe a month and a half
1: like it it wasn't a super long time right right so yeah. with that experience in mind did you prefer being on a movie set or on a TV show um, a movie
2: set for sure but that being said, I, you know, doing a soap is a completely different yeah. thing that mm-hmm. I would not want to repeat. It was oh, a great why initi- not? Uh, um, You know, it's just not what I would want to do. But it was a really, it was like my first acting thing ever. So, you know, I, I definitely learned a ton. Like they hand you 50 pages and they're like, okay, have a good night. See you tomorrow morning. Memorize all of this. And so it's, it's like. You know, I think that's why a lot of people get their start on soaps, because mm-hmm. it's like boot camp, really. Like, it was so intense. Um And, yeah, you know, it was kind of like a good, like, little boot camp intensive thing that yeah. I definitely learned from. Um And then, yeah, I'm, you know, kind of go- gone from there. Okay. Yeah.
1: You like the, the, the movie set life yeah better like it. <laughs> it's yeah. more for long answer short yes yeah. <laughs> it seems like it's a little more forgiving i didn't know that they just hand you like 50 patients like it's really luck. really intense yeah yeah it's like
0: every that. day uh,
1: yeah i just didn't sleep for three but... or, or one or two or three episodes maybe more um... it's, yeah it's i mean
2: yeah these people have been doing that for 40 years or, yeah like they just look at
1: a page and they're like okay got it
0: Oh, and they never gave what's her name that Emmy till like uh, you talk
1: about Susan Lucci, yeah,
0: <laughs> like she,
1: she sat yeah. there for like twenty years. More than that, dude, like
2: yeah, like, yeah. 40 years and not like, a, like forty years. I'm not exaggerating. Like it was like half years. her life. Every day of that, and
0: never got the a, Emmy. Like yo, know, if and, I was her, I'd be I would have shot up Hollywood long time <laughs> <long> ago. <laughs> like what? I, wow. Right. No.
1: Yeah, I know. But um, so before we got here, I just before we got the question segment, I did want to ask. Like, even though you preferred the movie set and you enjoyed it, I would assume that it was still kind of rigorous because that's like your first major, and it's Marvel. So yeah, like, I mean, this was like my
2: my first movie, yeah. right?
1: So what did you do to kind of keep yourself balanced and cope with it? Like, did you listen to music? Did you kind of just I don't know write poetry? Like, what did you do?
2: Um. Yeah, I mean. Honestly, having other people there I could hang out with was great. Um, That kind of, you know, keeps you level and sort of um, not letting the experience get too overwhelming. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I I was just like try and live normal life like Zendaya would always make fun of me because she was like now you're going to hot yoga then you're going to go to Whole Foods you have your whole routine and it's like yes that's what I need to do <laughs> I go to Whole Foods I make my salad I go to yoga like I had a whole thing um, so but that, I'm kind of like that wherever I am yeah
0: <laughs> so was Tom like the older brother like oh come on I'll show y'all how to do this right now <laughs> don't worry I got
2: maybe this. he thought he was yeah you know? <laughs> No, I mean, (laughs) Tom has been doing this for a long time, for sure. But he also, I mean, he was working all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. he worked his ass off. Like, he really worked so hard in this movie and had no breaks at all. Like, he's in the whole movie, you know? So, um, his he was just so, like, nice and positive through the whole thing when he must have been insanely exhausted. So, it was um, that... That energy definitely like kind of trickles through the set and makes a whole good vibe.
0: And I love that you said that Zendaya is like you know kind of the little bit of hater even in real life. Like she's giving you the business. She's not a hater. She's not a hater. No, she's not a
2: hater. But she will just always like say exactly what's going on yeah. like she if you yeah. yeah if you trip on the other side of the room and you thought you were like behind <laughs> something nope she's gonna call you out right away like exactly, like that's like so her like that part yeah she will just just nothing slides yeah. so wait
1: that sounds like she embarrassed you
2: the yeah, sure yeah, but we, we—that's we, kind of our, all of our relationship. we definitely always, yeah, like, like with we always with are messing with each other. But, hey, yeah. girl, I
1: saw that. <laughs> yeah, I saw exactly.
0: Okay, well, you survived the interview segment, and we have to wrap this up. So, real quick, we're gonna have the brap segment, our rapid fire questions. Are you ready?
2: I, I don't know what you're asking me. Okay, that's,
1: it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's I was the point, you guys, <laughs> right? You guys can't see her, but Laura sat all the way in. She said, wait a minute. I am not ready.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: All right, well, let's get right to it Whew, then. Ready. The Falcon or War Machine?
2: I don't know what those are. <laughs> I was going to say, we might have to
1: adjust. Oh, no. <laughs> you're you're making your way into the comics. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So you adjust these questions a little bit. Go okay. easy okay. on me, please. We'll adjust, we'll adjust, we'll adjust. Um... Oh. Magneto or Professor X?
0: Uh Magneto. Okay. Luke Cage or Black Panther? Ooh, Black Panther.
1: Oh, okay,
2: but I also love Luke Cage because my friend Mahershala is in it,
1: and he's so dope in that show. So there, there are a lot of like Mahershala gang here, like Mahershala hives. <laughs> I call him Mahershala because every time we talk to someone, they're like, "Oh yeah, look," they go, "Well, wait, I'm friends with Mahershala, and I can't." Yes, I
2: did this like short film with him, and he's like the coolest ever. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm so happy for him with everything that's going on. That's right.
1: Yeah. Mahershala.
2: I love you. <laughs> He's so beautiful too. <laughs> so yeah, creepy. Okay, right. you did you see those pictures? Those Do those you pictures? see that GQ? Yes. No, you see that cover? Yes. You oh my god. Okay.
1: Um, okay. Um, the Wire or Breaking Bad? The Wire.
2: No. See, I hate these, you guys, because I have something to say about all of them.
1: Say whatever you want
2: to say. The season four of The Wire, but. Mm. The last... The the, uh, the rest of Breaking Bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Valid. Okay. Words. Superman or Batman?
2: Batman.
1: <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, the ha- he's, the, no, he's the resident hater. You want to talk about haters? Haters. I'm not a hater.
0: I just point out what's going on. Player uh, <laughs> Haters. She made a great choice. You know, I'm just pointing that fact out. A Favorite Wesley Snipes movie? Uh... <laughs> Blade. Okay.
1: In any medium, what character's death hurt you the most? Oh, my God.
2: Uh, when I thought Jon Snow died.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's a good one. Best- well,
2: because I read the books, too. Oh, so you were So I, when I read it in the book, <laughs> yeah. I was freaking out. Like, I was freaking out. It was not. I think I was on the subway, and I was like, ah! <laughs> I was so you- <laughs> crying. I I legit cried. Wow.
0: Like,
1: yeah. So, how ready are you for the new season? Ooh,
2: so ready. <laughs> right. So ready.
0: Okay. And if you could have any one superpower, what would it be?
1: Teleporting. Nice. Oh, she had that one ready. Yeah, yeah. She's a thought lot of people have been asking me that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I, it's true. I mean, it would just make my life a lot easier.
0: <laughs> Fully believe it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us here, Laura. Please let the internet know where they can find you at.
2: You can find me at Fambro's.
0: Hey. hey! Well done, well done. Also
2: at Laura Harrier. <laughs> we'll plug that.
0: <laughs> Alright, well we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Fambro's.
1: Thank you. Hi, this is Marjorie Lou, and when I'm not bitching about Ex Machina the movie, I'm listening to Bros. <laughs>
0: This is Tawnyasi Coates, and when I am not reading *Wicked* and *Divine* or *Darth Vader* or *Velvet*, I'm chilling with the Fan Bros.
1: Hello, this is Lexi Alexander. When I'm not on Twitter or kicking people to the head, I'm listening to Fan Bros. Show. Should I try it without an accent? It'll never happen.
0: This is Daniel Jose Older. When I'm not writing best-selling ass novels, I'm listening to the Fan Bros.
1: Hi guys, it's Alfred Woodard, and when you are not skiing roller skating skateboarding punching people out you should be listening to fan bros the best people are okay gotta go love you love you bye-bye
0: In every life we have some trouble But when you worry, you make And it welcome back fan bros Hope you've been enjoying this episode Big shouts to Happy. Laura Harrier for coming through And blessing us here in the spaceship Make sure you check Spider-Man Homecoming You already heard me and Tatiana gushing about it last week you know the joint is crazy dope I can't wait to see it again I know it's gonna rule the box office this weekend and everybody's gonna understand that you know Tom Holland and crew have done it they've probably made the best Spider-Man movie ever nice yeah you know what else can you say to that I can say
1: go read my review on fanbros.com
0: Oh, oh, that you can. (laughs) You can most definitely do that. You know, we might have a little something special coming for you, you know, next week too. You know, uh, just a real audio review where we really go spoilerific and just really talk about our feelings about the movie. But, you know, a few other things that are coming up, you know, Game of Thrones, some other things like that. But, you know, we'll get into all that a little later on in the show because right now it's time for The Guac is and, as always, make sure you send in your questions to contact at fanbros.com or hit us up on that Twitter, at fambros Show. You can even leave it on the SoundCloud or iTunes if you want when you head over there and subscribe and leave a five-star rating. But for now, what we got up first, Tatiana?
1: Up first is a question from brand-new listener D. Mutale, or Mutale. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Mutale. Mutale. Uh, first, welcome to Van Broek Second, let's read your guac question. Um, would a reboot of Icon work today? Taking into consideration him being a Republican, Trump being in power, and all the wild shit that's happening stateside. I'm even wondering how they would reimagine Rocket or even Buck Wild if they were to make it happen. Would Icon work?
0: that is a great question for those who don't know icon is a character who's from the milestone universe he's like a black superman like he was a he's from an alien race he was sent here from a planet he crash landed but he crash landed and uh, back in slave times and so when he crash lands he's found by a slave family Mm -hmm. and they take him in and the alien race that he is they adapt to look like you know whatever finds them so that he'll be fine. So he looks like a black dude. And mm-hmm. then he has powers like Superman and he lives forever. So he lives throughout slavery. He lives through the Civil War. He fights in the Civil War, et cetera, et cetera, to modern times where he's become basically like a, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I made it. Why, the oh rest of, why can't the rest of y'all black folks make it? And doesn't use his powers, or anything like that. You know, he just lives, I think he's a lawyer you tell me- or something.
1: He became Ben Carson.
0: He became Ben Carson, straight up and down. Uh, Icon is Ben Carson. And then he meets Rocket, who is this young girl from the hood. And she's like, yo, you know, you can't, you know, just because you made it, not everybody can make it. And so she's like, you got to use these powers that you have to help black people. So he becomes Icon, the superhero. And she becomes Rocket, his sidekick. And it's one, I mean, it's a dope ass comic. You can look it up. You know, it's from Milestone Comics, it's a classic. He appeared in Justice League Unlimited on the animation and all that.
1: Who is Buck Wild?
0: Buck Wild is like, um Buck Wild is kind of like a. He's a take on Power Man. He's like wow. a take on the original Luke Cage when Luke Cage was a real caricature. Like where he was just black rotation. Yeah, like super, like the Luke, the original Luke Cage, when Luke Cage like used to talk in all kind of just terrible slang. Oh, the like,
1: jive. <laughs>
0: yeah, like "Sweet Christmas" and <laughs> "Your Mother" and all this other stuff that Luke Cage used to say. You no, know, I have a comic where he's where somebody's beating on him, and he's like "Your Mother" in response. It's oh, so great. What?
1: <laughs> like, it's so, so great. <laughs> all, okay, so cause, thank you for that education because I did not know this character. So now, all that being said, would he? work with a reboot work
0: it'd be so awesome right now because (laughs) especially like if he was like fully down with trump and all that you know like if he was like just a complete nut you know like completely sold out you know that would be so awesome and if rocket has to like really redeem him or you know if it doesn't even work out like that he could even be a villain at this point you know he could be like amarosa and like just be a (laughs) straight villain like you
1: know like (laughs) I'm mad you just added Omarosa to the the Milestone Comic <laughs> Universe
0: yeah, as a villain.
1: Yes,
0: easily. Oh easily. my god! Song, so yeah, no, that is a great question, man. That 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 might have to, you know, that might be an idea right there because that is dope. So thank you for that. And my man said, you know, the podcast is a blessing upon his day, and your questions are a blessing upon our day. So what else we got?
1: Uh what else we have is from Negus Obscura. They write, What were your most memorable experiences with modern day trolls and how did you deal <laughs> with it?
0: <laughs> um wait, what what today ends in why, right? So that means <laughs> so that means it's probably today. And um my 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 best lesson on Twitter at least, and I don't always live up to this one, but is to just like retweet them with either a link to FanBro Show or like a link to my book, The World Is Yours dot com. You know, especially when there's some like trolls who are just like completely racist and saying something wild, I'll just retweet whatever they say and then, you know, put a link to my book, like, you know, <laughs>
1: that sounds like how i usually do it i usually just reflect it back on them embarrass them or like you said while i start promoting myself i'm like well you want to talk to me so bad here's some stuff go buy my book Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) but then when i don't do that you know me uh tatiana i just love dragging people you know and i love going in like you know but also like i say i also like respectful discourse and I've even had to check myself a lot lately because I feel that sometimes I get trollish, you know, but then sometimes, you know, lately, even when I've checked myself, I've seen that people are just it's just this real crazy attitude sometimes where people will just pop off and say whatever they feel about what. Ever when they're on the internet and it's like wow
1: so. they do not care about your feelings Ben I mean
0: not at all not at all and most of the time I don't care about theirs so you know it's mutual but you know I'm just trying to cool it out lady, and be real peaceful you know like I say if you hit me up at DJ Ben I mean you know I love to talk this talk talking you know, I love to talk comments movies tech games whatever you know so just hit me up and let's talk but as far as dealing with trolls I think retweeting them and shining their ignorance on the world is like the best way to do it
1: absolutely I like yeah. that answer yeah all right. Uh, we have question of the day from Wit Substance. Oh, this write, is question
0: of the day. Yeah. Wow.
1: Why is Rob Kardashian shocked?
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ouch.
1: I don't know if we're gonna be able to go into that. But
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that that would take like a long lesson. You know, that's like a whole other episode right there. That's like you know, ooh, um. I don't know. Yeah. that You know, that's also like, you know, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? Like, the world will never know. You know, like, why is he shocked? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know what? Sometimes, you know why he's shocked? Because sometimes people don't want to believe what people say they are. Like, people will tell you, some people will tell you up front who they are. They will show you who they are. And you, whether you really like them or whatever the case may be, you do not want to believe it. You want you want what you want. You want to imagine that person is who you want them to be, and you will ignore every clue and every fact that says otherwise because you are, honestly, you're greedy. You, you, you really want something that's just not there.
0: But, see, the thing about this is I really don't know, you know, I don't want to go too deep into this, but I don't know if either, you know, the parties involved or, you know, as it's been claimed, all these different parties who are involved at this point, You know, I don't know if any of them are, like, greedy or, you know, want something that's not there. I just think all of them are presenting themselves in ways that aren't there. You know, all of them are guilty of these crimes you, you know, proclaim.
1: Well, yeah, everybody's guilty of that in some way, right? Uh,
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, especially in this case. all, All these, oh, man. Man, we need that Trifling Heights music to start popping up right here because. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got, it, a, I got
1: another. I got okay, another. Please,
0: please. That is okay. a great question. But yeah, like I say, it's, you know, why is the universe ever expanding? I don't know.
1: I, know. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, Black Dean Martin writes. Pre-
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Preacher, Legion, or American Gods? Which one had the most batshit, crazy, and trippy premiere season? Which one did you like best?
0: Uh, definitely got a not preacher off right away just because it kind of saved, a, even though it was bat ish crazy, it definitely saved the real bat ish crazy for the new season. Like, that's when it's really getting crazy. So, Legion or American Gods? My vote goes to Legion. Yeah. Legion was just like, that was it, In in terms of television. I just think it's such a like. How they just, like, every episode would do these different techniques and different, like, yeah. film things. You know, the animation, the black and white sequence, the musical sequences. Just on and on and on. Every time they just kept doing weird stuff. And very well done weird stuff. So, yeah, I got to go with right. Legion. As I, much as I, I love also, American Gods.
1: I think you're also right. But also, with me, American Gods just shocked the hell out of me. Like, it's on... it's. <sighs>
0: yeah i already know what you mean yeah there yeah there's that it's,
1: yeah yeah i mean it's it's, <laughs> it's levels to it obviously but just the fact that it showcased just so much brutality and beauty all in the same shot like mm. you can literally watch a, a five second shot and just com- get completely different vibes depending on the mood you're in but you enjoy it like even if it is just a brutal thing happening you you still are interested in it if it's beautiful, it's also something beautiful that you, you've, I've personally never seen on the small screen. So it's, that's really difficult.
0: Yeah. Cause I agree. Because, like, while Legion is a lot of stuff I feel like I've never seen on a small screen as well, it's also like homage and this and that, you know, and taking from this and that and sourcing yeah. these different things. Um, while American God's, like, you know, just with, um, Mr. Nancy and Mexican Jesus. like That stuff, I just never have seen on screen like that, where it's right. like, this type of things are being said.
1: Yeah, oh, that's what it is. It's, yeah. the, it's, it's the, the 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 what I'm trying to say, not the audio, but it's the, the lines copy. that are being yeah. said. It's, yeah. it, it's just message. out of this. The message that's being shared and the way that the message is being shared, very direct and not to say that this is art, so yes, art can be Uh, mystical and art could be very um uh figurative but i just like sometimes you need it to be direct and that mr nancy whoo that speech and just incorporating everything that's happening today in modern times is i just really felt emotional about a lot of the things that were happening in american gods so it may have affected me more emotionally i would say
0: no, I agree completely, 100%. Like, it's a really tough question, but I got to go probably now, to, you know, with making the argument I might even have to go with American Gods because if you listen to our episode with Orlando Jones, it just says it all right there. Like, his father called him up and told him that, you know, I felt the exact same way. You know, F, uh, 12 Years a Slave, F, Django Chained, F, Roots. This is the slave scene that needs to be told and seen. So, you know, American Gods got to go with that. And, yeah, that's another great question. As always, thank you for all these questions. Hit us up, contact at fanbros.com, or hit us on the Twitter at FanBroshow. Show. If we don't get to your question this week, we'll probably get to it next week or the week after. You know, we read them all and see them all. And thank you, as always, for those. And now it's time for one of my favorite segments. As always, the news and knowledge on Tech Talk with Taviana.
1: And this week in tech news, I have some news again from your favorite Snapchat, Ben, I mean. <laughs> I mean
0: no, I, no, we do have news from Snapchat that I actually care about, though. Fanbro Show is now on Snapchat.
1: Well, Fanbro Show, yes. Fanbro Show has been on Snapchat for a little bit. But what's more important about it is that now you can listen to Fanbro Show on chat, Snapchat. There you
0: go. There, there you is. go.
1: So Snapchat had has released a bunch of updates Recently, or I don't wanna to say today, but recently, um, what you can do is uh, three different things. You can have now voice change filters to uh, when you record. So say you're recording yourself, you can change your voice to high pitch, low pitch, alien pitch, robot pitch. You now have a background editor where you can add background patterns to your pictures. And then most importantly, the part where you get to listen to fanbros is the fact that now you can add a link to your snaps. Make sure you have the latest version of Snap. When you open it and go to the camera view, you'll see an icon that's in the shape of a paperclip. After you record, wherever you record or take your picture, you can actually click that paperclip and then add in the URL of a link that you want to attach to your Snap. Once you post it, what the viewers or what yourself have to do is when you're looking at that Snap, you actually swipe up to be able to access the link that you just embedded. And You actually don't have to leave the app. There is a built-in browser where you can just go right there and listen to your Fanbros episode, key key it up for the day, and keep it moving.
0: Nice, nice. Now, see, that actually got me interested in Snapchat. You know, Fanbros show, audio (laughs) on Snapchat, that's something I can be down with.
1: Yeah, someone um, on Twitter today called you out. (laughs) They said, uh, didn't bet on me say that Snapchat was over. I was like, yeah, he did.
0: (laughs) It's not over, though. I I mean, it's not over, but, you know, it's tight. But, you know, these are smart moves. I'm not mad at them. Yeah.
1: So I, I'm just trying to think how long until Instagram copies, but Instagram has some of that <laughs> stuff knew. already. Yeah. Like Instagram already has the links, like you can add, um, but yep. but they only use it for like verified users and a few other folks. Mm. Um, also, in some video game news, the first DLC for Breath of the Wild dropped, the Zelda game on the Nintendo Switch. The DLC is called um, the the Trial of the uh, the Master Trials. Um, basically, it's a very very difficult, apparently, a very difficult trial. It's actually called Trial of the Sword. And it is it's three separate 15-level endurance trials. When you first go into the shrine, they strip you of everything. Like, quite literally, you got Link down in his skivvies. You have no, none of your major inventory, none of your food or, or elixirs or anything. You're just going in there basically naked. And you only get to get through the entire or all three 15-level areas with just the stuff you pick up along the way. So it's definitely a new trial for people who are going to really be open to dying a lot. A lot. But that being said, Breath of the Wild is in a really fun game. I enjoy it. I played it a lot when I was on going to and coming from Essence. So I definitely say to ch- if you re- into it, to check it out. You can get it for, you pay $20 for the season pass and you'll be able to get the Master Trials expansion. And then if you beat it, you get to power up the Master Sword to its fullest potential.
0: Nice. Uh, I still have not get to play it because I have no Switch. But, you know, one You got to get
1: a Nintendo Switch.
0: I know. I know. But it's so still. Good. I know. I, I mean, other than Zelda, though, I still haven't seen any other game that I want. So that's my problem. I got to. You know, they got to get a few under their belt and then I'll get it. But I'm on it. I'll be on it by the end of the year. Definitely. Definitely okay. be on that one. All righty. And that's it in this week in tech news. All right. Short and sweet. Just like, you know, Snapchat's rain at the top. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, you know, what uh, won't be short and sweet this week will be Comics Psy Copped. Man, we are never getting a Snapchat ad on this show. Right? <laughs> we, can we can forget about that We're never happening.
1: Listen, this you can. They want their coins. They don't care if you're a hater.
0: This is true. This is true. Snapchat, I love y'all all, you know. <laughs> Hit us up on Fan Bro Show on Snapchat, that dope-ass platform that everybody's using these days. <laughs>
1: Look at your whole shit change.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Real quick. But yeah, speaking of comics I copped and not Snapchat, I'm I'm sure you can read comics on Snapchat, though. Um, Yeah, the (laughs) new comics set of wheat that I did pick up were Wicked and Divine, yet another ill ass issue. You know, I've talked about Wicked and Divine so much. I'm not even going to talk about it. It's another dope issue. Go get it. If you're not reading it, you should know by now because, I mean, I just. What's the name of this
1: issue? The latest?
0: This is no, I mean you know Wicked and Divine another issue. They're in a imperial. This uh this is just a single issue. This is the single issue. Okay. Yeah, this is a part of imperial phase two. You have the latest, the first, the latest trade was imperial phase one. Yes. And the author actually says Dylan says in the back end of it that this he can actually see the ending of the book now, like,
1: like the entire book, like the entire Wicked and Divine world. Yeah, I mean Wicked
0: and Divine is going to be around. They said. 50 to 60 issues at first and we're now on issue 29 so yeah Mm -hmm. we're heading into the end and things are ramping up like he said you know imperial imperial phase one is a build-up but imperial phase two is where it gets crazy if you picked up the recent issue to 455 ad that issue took place during that those that pantheon's imperial phase two
1: I still don't have it. Every time I go to get it, it's sold, sold out.
0: Yeah, it's it's a crazy ass issue. So a lot of people, you know, ran out and got it. But those will also be collected in trades at one point. So right. you know, you can wait for those as well. Also, this week was uh, Batman twenty six by Tom King, killing it. You know, War of Jokes and Riddles, where this battle between the Joker and the Riddler very ill. I mean, Tom King's whole run on Batman is up there with his vision, with with his Omega Men. Dude is just a beast. End of story. Also this week from Image, I picked up this book, Sacred Preachers Number 1, written by Pablo Raimondi and Klaus Jansen. Klaus John, Janssen, I know he's a old school artist, very, very dope comic book artist. I'm not sure about the author, but I picked it up because this book is like 50 pages, yo. It's like for one, mm. yeah, the first issue is mad long. It seems to be kind of like a wicked and divine American gods type thing where there are like gods, you know, interfering in the lives of mortals in the present, you know. So it's definitely got traces of those in it. But I really like the first issue. But I mean, I'm just recommending it so much because the joint is like 40 something, I don't know, 50 something pages, you know, for the price of a single issue. So it's mm-hmm. so well worth the money. Like definitely check that out. Sacred Creatures from Image Comics, and also picked up the latest trade of Monstrous by Marjorie Liu, friend of the show, you know we love her over here, and Sana Takeda. And, you know, I think you read the first trade of Monstrous, right, Tatiana? Yes. Yeah, and it's a very ill story, very ill, completely off in its own world. This is one of those comics, if you've never read any other comics, and you just, you know, are interested in reading something that's like very fantasy very um epic you know just this huge epic world that takes place off in its own complete world where she is just you know marjorie has just created this whole world with all these different races and this history and it takes place in the middle of this war with these giant monsters and there's cats with three tails who talk and
1: and the art reflects upon the 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 words
0: is like
1: the art I mean, it's already in the stratosphere of the story. And yeah. then the art itself just takes it even higher. Just it's just beautiful. Oh yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's, like it's, it's, like, um, it's like tapestry almost. Like There we go. Just in terms of how complex the artwork is, it is just like tapestry. So Yeah,
0: I mean, it's just stunning. And the trades are so great. The second trade's out. You can pick them both up and just... I mean, they are a read. Like, I just bought it today, and it's going to take me probably a couple of weeks to get through this joint because they are a read. Like, you know, when I'm talking about, like, sacred creatures, monstrous, just bane for your buck. So, there you go. And that's it for Comics I Copped this week. As always, like I say, thanks to everyone using those hashtags out there, Comments I Copped, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Thank you all for using those. I love seeing what y'all are picking up and, you know, what I need to get uh-huh and in some other news concerning comics and movies uh kevin
1: Fiji.
0: g finally 5G, 5G.
1: i know some people say g some people say Fiji. we're gonna pronounce it two different ways at least on this show
0: <laughs> at <laughs> so least i'm just letting just you, i'm
1: letting you know now you guys
0: can or anything
1: yeah you guys yeah. can tell us in the comments i'm still pretty sure we're gonna pronounce it two different ways as we go forward but yep. Kevin has revealed that the current plan is to give Spider-Man a five-movie storyline in the MCU, which kind of changes a little bit. Well, not changes, but but Tom Holland may have been ahead of himself when he had said that he was going to have a trilogy, or he was he was uh, going to headline a full trilogy. That may happen. I mean, not. I, I don't know. But Kevin has said for sure Spider-Man will have a five-movie storyline.
0: And... I mean, you know, that, that I'm actually hyped for, but we already kind of knew that because it's like Civil right. War is War's part of that. Homecoming is the second one. The third one. Avengers and fourth,
1: Infinity War, another and... untitled Avengers movie, and then Homecoming 2.
0: Yep. And I still love that they're keeping this joint untitled because they say that whatever happens in Infinity War is to be so momentous that they don't want to give away the title of the Nets Avengers.
1: So. Oh, really? So, like, the title itself is going to.
0: Yeah, because, wow. you know, it's like, yeah, whatever happens in Infinity War, the title of the next one would be, uh, like, I think it might be something like Thanos wins, you know, or some shit like that. <laughs> like, because I think it might end bad at the end of Infinity War. Hopefully, you know, hopefully Marvel takes some chances there. All
1: right. And some more news. One of my faves, Gail Simone, who is an incredible, iconic comic book writer. She's done Wonder Woman, Birds of Prey. Batgirl, Deadpool. She has mentioned on Twitter that she's interested in potentially writing the script for the new Power, for the power Rangers sequel. And Benjamin, I, I know you and I saw Power Rangers during like some press days and we actually enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought it, 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 it was kind of a good balance. There was, I personally thought there was some stuff missing that they could have went for, but it, overall it was actually a good movie and I was surprised that it was so good. Um, but she is saying that she's really interested she, she mentioned that she was watching the, the coffee shop scene with Kimberly and Trini and during that scene is when she had tweeted that she's actually invested in kids lives and she says damn it now I want to write Power Rangers so where that can go I don't know these days people are saying anything on Twitter or manifesting their, their interest on Twitter and it's becoming whole movies mm-hmm. so who knows what might happen
0: I mean I could see it. And that's the funny thing about Power Rangers like it, and like it's the difference in between that and Spider-Man Homecoming like both of them are really good as like teenage coming of age films but Power Rangers doesn't really stick the action part well. While Spider- no, Man no
1: the action is pretty back. boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's and a little boring. It Just... ain't
0: the best. Ba- yeah, while nah, Spider-Man right, Homecoming's yeah. villain is ooh, in fuego. In fuego. <laughs>
1: so that would be really cool again gail can write her ass off so for her for her to potentially be on board for something like this i really want that to that door to remain open so we'll see keep that in mind also there are um dwayne durock johnson um celebrated independence day by releasing a set photo of him on the rampage set again ben i mean we talked about this last year the Rock is doing the movie where about Rampage, the video game. Remember with the giant monkey and lizard and uh, whatever. Yeah, he but that
0: is my game. I remember Rampage. Right,
1: but but this is the live action adventure movie that is going to feature that.
0: You know, Dwayne needs to hurry up and make uh, Black Adam because he is losing. You know that, that shit. <laughs> he has like he keeps doing these joints like Jumanji. I'm like, night right, four. You're not
1: into Jumanji. <laughs>
0: Listen,
1: uh, I feel like any Jumanji without Robin Williams is a problem.
0: Yeah, me too. I but, feel like it's a travesty, like it's an insult. Like, why? Like, right. don't do that. Yeah, but don't do that.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he's not here to talk about it, so, you know, rest in yeah. power. But yeah. the Rampage cast, of course, is starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, also Naomi Harris, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, oh, okay, Joe Mancionello and Malin Ackerman. And it is going to be directed by Brad Payton, who actually directed San Andreas
0: oh god no then oh hell no i already sat through that one. Ooh, no i just
1: again the the video games certain video games i just just think 98 99 percent of video game adaptations do not work unless you're talking about just camp or just uh legendary factor like when we had talked about maybe a few months back we talked about best video game movies it's not a good movie, but we think the best is like Mortal Kombat because it's legendary at this point, right? You got the theme yeah. song, you got all that stuff happening, but it's not necessarily a good movie. Rampage, is, it's a thinly, thinly plotted video game, first of all. So to be write it all into a movie, I don't see it. No,
0: nah, I don't see it at all. But, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll get, like, you know, the big giant monsters fighting each other, right? Like, it doesn't take much either when you have big giant monsters. You know, but they'll probably do some dumb stuff and have like this other storyline and waste a lot of time and not just get right to big giant monsters fighting and needy people. Like uh. that's all. That's all I ask for. You know, I don't ask for much more. Like, you know, I didn't need much more from uh, Pacific Rim. I damn sure didn't need anything more from Godzilla. And right. King Kong, I actually think gets closest to those. You know, really? of them. Like. Yeah, because King Kong is a lot of monsters eating people and a lot of people dying and King Kong killing a lot of people and doing Berserk through most of the movie. So I didn't really need much more than that.
1: I just wanted to read something about this Rampage movie. Number one, it it, it comes out 2018, but it follows Dwayne The Rock Rock Johnson as the head of an anti-poaching unit operating in Rwanda. And when gigantic mutated versions of a crocodile, a gorilla, and a wolf are set loose in countless cities around the world, somehow Dwayne The Rock Johnson has to do something about it.
0: How's he going to get from countless cities around the world? Uh, Listen,
1: from Moana, I don't know. (laughs) Like I said, thinly plotted movie. (laughs) We'll see how we get from point A to point B. Um. Yeah, I'd just rather he just do Black Adam.
0: i am rather he do Black Adam right now. And uh, speaking of some other comic book news uh, for the screen, Mustafa, Shakir, and Gabrielle Dennis have joined the second season of Marvel's Luke Cage. Yes.
1: yes! Yes,
0: congratulations to both of y'all. Shakir will play John McIver, and Danielle will play Tilda Johnson, which is interesting because Tilda- Gabrielle Dennis. Yeah, uh, Gabrielle Dennis will be playing Tilda Johnson. And she's, uh, Tilda is being played by someone else in the upcoming Black Panther
1: film.
0: Oh? Yeah, oh. But uh, Tilda, oh. yeah, Tilda from the comics has also been known as Nightshade, Deadly Nightshade, and Nighthawk. And she's like a scientist who uses her, you know, super brain to get herself some powers and all that, some high tech weapons. And John McIfer is better known as Bushmaster, who is a criminal. Wow. Yeah. I mean, look. <laughs> Manape Manape
1: and Bushmaster?
0: What did I tell you? <laughs> Luke Cage, Like, see, everybody wanna act like all oh, Luke Cage is the best. But look, Luke Cage got some questionable origins. Like he's been cleaned up a lot, you know, in the comics. Yikes. But he used to fight people named Bushmaster.
1: Well, you know, wait, that's interesting that you said that. The character Gab- Gabrielle's character um, Tilda Johnson's being actually in the Black Panther film is being played by somebody else. Yep. that when does that really happen? Like, yes, there are instances of the same actor playing, like Josh Brolin, for instance, playing different characters in Marvel-related stuff. But two different actors playing two playing the same character on the TV versus the films.
0: Yeah, and I think this might. Be, Has that happened before? Uh, I—that's uh, a question Maybe? for the audience. But I don't think so. I think this is the first time. Like you know, we've had, of course, we had a um, damn, her name is you know a Black Mariah. Um, oh my Alfre God, Alfre Woodard. Alfre Woodard. You know, we had Alfre Woodard on the show you know, talking, I mean, Alfre Woodard played the character in, what was that, in uh, Age of Ultron, and then she also plays Black Mariah in Luke Cage.
1: Right, but, but that, that's the same actor playing, yeah, playing different, two different roles.
0: roles. But as far Not, as... Oh, yeah. oh, 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 how can we forget Tatiana? I mean, <laughs> hey, man. Hey, Iron Man. You know, was also replaced <laughs> by, you know, Mr. Don Cheadle. So, yeah, we had Terrence Howard <laughs> and Don we'll Cheadle. See, you know... <laughs> well, see,
1: that's... That's different because no. that was, listen, I, it's different hey, because.
0: Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, man, hey, man, hey, Listen, hey, man.
1: Lucius Lyon got fired, okay? So it's hey, not quite the same. Hey, no need to
0: put, <laughs> hey, 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 no need to put my business out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, so that solves that. So, yes, people have played two different characters in the Marvel universe before, and this will not be the first time. But, you know, congratulations to both of them.
1: But two different people playing the same character is what I I don't remember. Hey,
0: man, it was two different people playing that character. (laughs) Whether you want to acknowledge a man. I'm
1: not acknowledging a (laughs) man. I will acknowledge the fact that (laughs) writer-producer... Mara Brock Akil confirms that Thunder and Lightning uh, will have superpowers and will be donning supersuits in the Black Lightning show that will be premiering on a CW. Dope. Um, Bl- Lightning and Thunder are Black Lightning's daughters. You did get to see uh, a little bit of their, a clip of them manifesting some powers during the trailer, but she has confirmed actually during fest that you'll see them in full costume and things like that. So that's going to be amazing. And and particularly to see, again, so, so super excited to nice, finally see young black girls having superpowers and then having the super suit that is amazing and something that we haven't seen if ever in a long while and is something that would really really be important for lack of a better word let's say important this is important not just for people like me who thinks it's so amazing but for young girls who are watching this for young girls who love superheroes and want to be a part of it but have never seen themselves in this space in media this is amazing for them
0: It is so wildly disrespectful, though, that, you know, Storm has had like five, six, seven movies and um, still might get outshined by thunder and lightning on this TV show.
1: Well, why is that disrespectful? I mean,
0: it's it's disrespectful to the character of Storm. And they have not done right by her, you know, to this point that she might get outshined by thunder and lightning. Need better writers.
1: okay? and number one, let's I just wish Fox did not have X-Men. Let's just let's just say that. I don't... I mean, Fox shouldn't have X-Men wish,
0: Wishes, you know, if you're... If was a spliff. Um, and also, you know, in some kind of... Like, I'm really upset about this, even though I've never seen this show, not even a second of it. Daniel Day Kim and his co-star oh. Grace Park are yeah. leaving Hawaii Five O. Why? Because they weren't getting paid as much as their Caucasian counterparts.
1: Mm. And then you see today, CBS executives try to say oh, they were getting a raise. I I think it's a hit piece. They were saying they were getting a raise um, more than what they say. Um, But they were just, basically they were trying to say that they were being greedy. And I'm like, no, because you don't say that when the white actors or actresses have something to say about their pay. It's not all you're greedy. It's all you're trying to get the money that is more or less owed to you. Yeah. So for them to, and and I'm in solidarity with Grace and Daniel. Like if, and i know that's hard as well because at the end of the day you're an actor you also need to make some money you need to live as well so for them to take the stand and be like look we're not doing this because we're not getting we're not this not equitable pay situation and it needs to change and that's a, that takes a lot and that takes a lot of guts that takes a lot of of really forthright as well so i'm I'm really proud of them and i will definitely support them and for cbs to kind of be like oh y'all being greedy you know fuck y'all so
0: i mean nah. cbs is just the worst like network right now and especially in terms of diversity and inclusion they're just terrible on so many levels so and this hurts because i love daniel day kim you know he used to be on lost he was that dude on lost and so I never watched Hawaii Five-0, but I remember when he first started on it, I was very hyped because I was like, you know, glad to see the man still working after Lost. Like, he deserves it. He's a great actor. I mean, he used to kill it on Lost. So, like, man, that sucks. But, you know, I'm happy that he took that stand because you got to stand for something in this world. And shout-outs to him and Grace Park for both taking that stand because, it, you know, that's some nonsense. And I was reading yeah. an article with uh, Issa Rae and uh, – what's her name? Emma Rossum from uh, Shameless – And Emma was talking about how she used to get uh, paid nothing compared to, you know, um, what's his name? Macy, uh, William H. Macy. Yeah, William H. Macy. And it wasn't until that her struggles for more money came out in the public that Showtime, you know, said, okay, okay, we'll pay you. And she was like, but the thing was, you know, Macy was behind me the whole way. He was always like, yo, this woman deserves more money than me for this show.
1: Right. So... Unfortunately, a lot of actors, particularly actors of color, don't have that ally or whatever you want to call them to help yeah. amplify their voice. And then even if they do, things happen where, for instance, a studio or whatever may blackball them saying, oh, well, you know, basically either spreading rumors or, or saying whatever they want to say about these actors who are just wanting to get paid fairly. So that's a, another reason why I say that's really, that, that's, that takes a lot of courage as well because you're, you're having courage for yourself, but also people in that same situation.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, like, people, you know, I know people talked about us when we were talking about the whole uh, Gal Godot, you know, and how, you know, she got this and people right. are like, well, and, afterwards, and- she. Yeah, afterwards yeah. they said
1: that they all did get the same amount up front or whatever, but we no, didn't No, not we even didn't know.
0: the fact that like, people were pointing uh. out what she said that she was all happy about you know what she got paid. And, of course, when a uh, TMZ camera is in your face and they asked you, are you happy about what you got paid, Wonder Woman? Of course you're going to say yes because you're playing Wonder Woman and you don't get these many chances, if ever, in life. So you're going to be like, yo, I'm happy with it and I got no problem with DC because you want to be in the next ten movies they're going to make. But we all know the real deal, folks. Let's not bullshit ourselves. Women, people of color are constantly underpaid in entertainment in every industry. And, I mean, that's the fact of it. In entertainment, it doesn't change anything. You still get the raw deal. So I don't want to hear all that mess about, you know, "Mm, but she got paid. Yeah, whatever.
1: That baby, sound, that, yeah. <laughs> that baby sound. Yeah. That baby sound is hilarious. It's like, come
0: on, man. Like, stop. You know, it's like the same people were talking about Marvel Comics and talking about, you know, these comics I canceled because they have low sales numbers. And not because, you know, they're a brown comic, you know, and Marvel, you know, and like all companies can choose what they do with their money. They can support what they want to support. They could have paid Daniel Day Kim that money. They could have paid Grace Park that money. But they didn't. Like, come on. Let's accept reality, folks. There's problems that got to be solved.
1: Mad problems, son.
0: Mad problems. But you know what else ain't a problem, Tatiana? Is the upcoming Fan Bros Show presentation. Fan Bros for all nerds presents... The Art (laughs) Show. (laughs) How you you gonna steal my... I just wanted to beat you to it. How you gonna steal... The Art Show. Because
1: I wanted the reverb too. I don't think that's the name of the show, but because we just keep saying it and the reverb is just that dope, we we might end up keeping it. Hey, I like
0: The Art Show. But, you know, (laughs) where's it happening at? Give them some details. Let them know how that can be evolved. The
1: Art Show is happening starting July 27th. That's opening night at Pink's Bar in New York City. We will be there at the grand opening. That,
0: that, let's get that right because people are asking that's P, that's P-I-N-K-S. P-I-N-K. P-I-N-K. The color. Yes. Pink's.
1: Pink's Bar in NYC. We are going to, I know DJ Banameen is going to be spinning all the dope music. We're going to have great food, great drinks. Make sure you come through and hang out with us. Not just hang out with us, view the amazing artwork that we're curating. Shouts out to Merge merge art her art is amazing she's going to be showcasing there as well she's partnering with us on this and not only that but the art is going to be showcased for a full two weeks so even if you miss opening day you'll be able to go into pink's bar get a drink and look at the lovely canvas work maybe even sculpture work i don't know it'll be really some really dope stuff there and you'll never know what shows up unless you go
0: Word up. So make sure you check us there. And if you want to contribute, you know, you can hit us up contact at fan bros.com and we'll put you in touch with merge art. You know, she's doing all the curating, choosing what will go up in there. But we are looking for pieces. You know, we are looking for, you know, our fans. This is how we give back to all the listeners, everybody out there. I mean, we give back, you know, with all this dopeness every week. But, you know, we're doing the art show.
1: (laughs) And just for the record, there's no limitations. We're not looking for a specific art type or art style, whatever. Just if you're an artist and you're using whatever medium you use, just hit us up if you want to be featured and we'll talk and we'll see what goes on.
0: Never know. Yeah, word up. Because it's always popping with Fanbro Show. There is so much coming, you know, in the weeks and the months. We got things rolling out for summer. You know, you'll be able to check us at Afropunk once again. The whole loudspeakers network going to be up in there. You know how we do. I mean, so much going on. Like, things we can't even talk about. Somebody was hitting me up on the phone the other day, like, you know, what's going on with Fanbro Show? What's going on with Fanbro Show? I know y'all got something popping. Don't believe me. Just watch. Bad bros and